It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Piece of Business Podcast. We are back after a brief hiatus, uh, but we're ready. We're ready to go talking about what's going on these days in wrestling. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL. Joining me as always, I think it's the next day. In fact, I think it's already Monday for him. Baru Brawling, Disco Dancing, Dynamite Stretching, Intercontinental Playboy. Folks, he's more over than the Easter Bunny at GA WrestleNut. Glenn Abbott, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, considering. And yes, we're 20 minutes into Monday here. So yes, you are talking to me from the future. Mm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. This is a so how- very apt as we're going to be talking about the past. <laughs> yes, very, yeah, very true. We try to hit all the dimensions of time and space here on the Piece of Business podcast. Uh, it's been quite a few days. We apologize for missing last week. Sometimes real life gets in the way, but uh, uh, we are here and we are back and we are ready. Glenn, let me ask you a question. When was the time? Tell me the time and the day and the place when you realized that you were getting older. Um, yeah. When your body wasn't responding the way it normally does, when everything seems to hurt. Oh, that was when that was um, my last season of football slash soccer back when I was 49 and I had the whole season playing in goal um, and throwing myself around a lot and all the aches and pains were aching and paining a lot more than they should do. So that was when I decided that come my 50th birthday, I'd retire from that. And that's when I decided I was getting old. Oh man, I tell you what, I'm I'm getting to that point, man. I am I'm telling you what, everything from my waist down is in pain. I have been up and down so many ladders the last three days. I have uh, uh, hammered my ha- uh, hands to the bone. Um, it, it sucks to get old. <laughs> so you, as a, that is the problem with doing DIY. My DIYs get somebody in to do it for me. I understand with the financial situation. Yeah. You couldn't do hey, that listen, with the amount was, of work. You certainly couldn't have done that with the amount a, of work. Was a, yeah, no, I, 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 you know, there was a, there was a point on, uh, shoot, I guess Friday when I was just about ready to, to damn it all and find somebody to pay to do all this work. But, <laughs> uh, Stuck with it, and uh, we're not done, but uh, we're getting it done. I hate hurricanes. I hope to get this house put back together before the next it's, hurricane season. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I hope you get it done before the next <laughs> season. And surely okay, no one. Put back together and uh, just dare another one to come this way. And surely another one can't come and sit on your house again. Well, we'll see. Never say never. No. <laughs> Never this say is never. True. But, this is very uh, true. Yes, yeah, so that's that's what's been that's what's been going on with me, and part of the reason why we missed the week. But uh, we're back, we're ready, and uh, 
We got some wrestling to talk about, Glenn. What's yeah. uh, what's on your mind this week? What'd you see good? Oh, What'd you see that uh, raised your eyebrows, caused some confusion? First what of all, about? first of all, I will start with something we promised the, the listeners for last week, where we're going to explain SWE Fury to them, which was another promotion that I discovered on YouTube. Um, they're based in Texas. They have Teddy Long as a GM, and their talent, their roster, isn't a set roster really. They they just they bring in people from all over the place. Um, their champ at the moment is Tim Storm. Now with NWA, oh, love, that. love that. With NWA starting up again, um, and them doing and SWO. He doing a weekly show as well. I'm sure that he's not going to be doing much for SWE now because they're bound to be including him back in the NWA feuding. Yeah, I think hasn't. Uh, I think Tim Storm has even been doing some commentary on the NWA shows. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a busy man. He's get, getting himself around. Yeah, and talking about busy people. Selena De La Renta turned up. With um, a different He's monster, over with, me. with a different monster called the Blood Hunter, another huge masked man. Don't know where she gets them from, but she must have a cupboard full of them. <laughs> yeah, I imagine she has no problem finding the uh, the, the the monsters to help her out with her evil plans. No, um, she 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 can be very persuasive. Yeah, that's right. Um, from my point of view, one thing it has over MLW is the fact that they have a women's division. Uh, Christy James is their champ at the moment, and that is run by Jazz. She's like the booker oh, yeah, and I did, I did see that. promoter yeah, yeah, yeah. of their women's division. So um, uh, they've got uh, Lacey Von Eric. She's she's in there doing uh, the... Uh, Alicia R2 type job plus a bit of wrestling as well. Okay. Um, well, it sounds like they've got some good, uh, they've got some good wrestling minds there. It, it oh, seems. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and and they're Kevin, bringing, Kevin Sullivan's involved too, right? Kevin Sullivan is on commentary with Bob Maldlin. Um, and they're bringing in names from all over the place to get eyes on it. Um, like Blood Hunter, their last. Uh, pay-per-view bloodhunter uh had a match against gangrel gangrel oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had the boogeyman in there um david boy smith jr he turns up every now and then big 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 cast was there big cast went and eliminated all their stars that were in this big battle royal just went in and just cleared the the, the ring, which is a great way to introduce which is exactly, him. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you do with the big guy. Yeah. Thunder Rose has been in and out. Again, I don't know how much leeway she'll get, especially because I know she hasn't signed for AWE yet, but not AEW yet, but <laughs> maybe. Um, who else we got there? Oh, Charlie Hass. He's. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's. he's 
um, there and thereabouts. Um, I'm, he must have been doing something else for a few weeks because they suspended him because you know he's a total nutcase <laughs> and he assaulted a referee. So they suspended him for a month, which obviously meant that he was off doing other promotions. But that's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you take it for what it is, that oh, you're yeah. not going to see the same people yeah. every week, then there's not a lot of storylines to what goes on apart from building up. They 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 tend to have a few weeks of building to a championship match or a pay per view. But yeah, it's a bit of fun. And they're they're actually they're they're running shows with people in the audience, right? They are, yes. Yeah, down there yeah, in that's Texas. That's good. That's good. They're, they're, yeah. But the one good thing that I noticed by that is that they are properly social distancing and people were wearing masks, unlike in AEW. Oh, there you go. Right, right. Have they said uh, or have you paid attention or caught um, where they say they're running, what towns they're running? Um, I think they're in, I think they're actually based in Austin. Okay. They said, um, they're, they're looking at going back on the road, but I don't think they are at the moment. Okay, okay. I was just trying to figure that out because uh, if they get close to me, that's something I would want to go check out. I'm I'm five hours from Austin, so that's uh, that's still a pretty good drive. But yeah, yeah. If they if they start running towns and getting a little bit closer, uh, I'm definitely going to check. Yeah, that out. I suppose as as things open up more and it becomes easier to get because. It's, I suppose it's you know if you're in a base, it's easy to make it sort of COVID proof. Where sure. if you're yeah. tra- if you're tra- if you're travelling to the local lodge or something, then it's all the preparation of getting people spaced out, and there's a lot of, be a lot of work into it. But we'll get there yeah. eventually. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. I oh yeah, it's it's. Things I think hopefully are trending in the right direction because there's there's nothing that wrestling needs more right now than fans. That's right. We got to get people back in the arenas when it's time. I'm not saying do it tomorrow, but uh, when it's time, all wrestling is going to benefit big time <laughs> when we finally get butts back in the seats. Yep. And moving on. Um, yep. MLW. Before we talk about Never Say Never, which was they're, they're, they're sort of their free mini pay-per-views that they put on every now and then that I did this yep. week. I just want to talk about our friends, the Von Eriks from last week in that chain match, in that chain rope match. <laughs> the, chain, the chain rope match. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> I've never seen a chain rope no, match. No, I don't think anybody had. I don't think no, none of them had because one time they whipped they whipped old uh, Kevin Koo into the ropes. Yeah, and uh, he and he did you bounce. Could tell just by my muscle my bus, muscle memory he was ready to bounce off of them, but yeah. he just kind of fell through them. Yeah, uh, when they did took the, a pretty good bump. <laughs> when they when they did the spot on Marshall where they dropped him crutch wise onto the rope onto the rope onto the chain, <laughs> it made me wince. Yeah, chain don't sell for you. God's sake, man. I know you've just had another kid <laughs> and your missus probably saying no more thank you, but that's not the way to do it. 
Oh yeah, no, that was that was a that was a spectacle for sure. It certainly was. I <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely everybody should go back and find that. If you've never seen a chain rope match, uh, you, you got to go check that out. I think that's the first time I'd ever seen one. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, it, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. But it was <laughs> it was something else. It was. It was. It was as gay. You know, you can't ask for anything more from your wrestling and it be entertaining. And it was entertaining. Oh, by far. Definitely entertaining. Definitely entertaining. And I like that Kevin Koo. I really do. I think yeah. that kid's got something. He has. He definitely has. And talking about kids that have got something, Jordan Oliver. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's he's got such star written all over him. Oh, yeah. Um, Considering that he was, you know, how the guy has worked in the six months that I've been sort of looking at old MLWs from when he first started to now. And he's gone from about 160 pounds ringing wet to 220. Yeah. And he's looking it. You know, he, he wants to move out of the middle heavyweight or whatever it is division, the cruiserweight or whatever they call it. Um, he wants yeah, to yeah. he wants to mix it up with the heavyweights, and he's putting the work in definitely. Absolutely, I mean, he definitely yeah. looks like he is, uh, and I agree with you. When I first became aware of him, whenever that was years ago or whatever, he was a, you know, he was he was a, he was a string bean, you know. Yeah. He's, he he stick stick his tongue out and turn sideways. He looks like a zipper. Yeah, that's right. You know, but yeah. now, yeah, I mean, he's getting some mass on him. Uh, and he may be a legitimate 220. I don't think that's a kayfabe number. No, I think he's, no, I think he's really, he's really bulked up, but he's still, yeah, the he's, dogs, the dogs are running in. Uh, uh, but he's, he still has his agility and his quickness. He hadn't lost any of that, he, but uh, he, he is, he's still working. He's starting to work a little bit more like a heavyweight. He's not strictly a high flyer. No, he's not going to be a body guy. He's never going to be. No. Huge, but no, the work that he's putting in it's commendable. Um, yeah, so, he's, he's he looks like a grown man. I mean, you know, he's you know, he's, he's tall, he's probably six three, six four, two twenty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a big, he's a big boy. You know, if you saw him in the store, you know, yeah. he's a big boy. Uh, but uh, yeah, and he's got something to him. I don't, uh, he's that he's got that great, I like him better as a baby face rather than. Uh, when he was a heel in the past, um, you know he's not—he's not ready to take the belt off of Fatu yet. But I expect him to to win some matches, and and he won one this week. Yes, yeah. Well, I've got a little note here that says uh, they must be keen on injustice because they put both of injustice over, put them both in singles matches, and put them both over. Nyron Reed beating Davari. And Jordan beating Simon Gotch, which shows yeah, that, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, the uh, the higher ups in MLW obviously do like them and appreciate what they're doing at the moment. But they they put them over for yeah, and, for two big names like that. Yeah, absolutely. They put them over their top heel faction. You know, yeah. um, you know yeah. that, that Oliver match with uh, with Gotch. I like that match, was, especially at the beginning. Gotch was kind of, you know, trying to stretch him a little bit. He was working him the the mat wrestling that Gotch is so good at. Yeah. Um, you know, but Jordan hung in there and pulled it out. That's right. 
And then we had uh, yeah. talking talk, yeah. talking about uh, Mr. Fatu. They had him and Calvin Tankman in the Battle of the Bruisers. You know, you used to sign me up for a for a hoss fight any day of the week, and yeah. uh, those boys were were hitting and leaving marks. They were certainly laying it in. <laughs> no, there's no hiding from that. Yeah, that they got, no, no, those guys would be offended if they if their opponent wasn't laying it in. Yes, yeah, of course. Well, you know, you say of uh, the it environment. Was, it was still. You think of the environment that yeah. Jacob's been brought up in and trained in. You know, it's, uh, the, the, yeah, Samoan, yeah. the Samoan equivalent of the Heart Dungeon. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to. Yeah, there's no no pushovers on that family at all. No. But it was interesting to see, though, that even. Uh, you know, uh, Fatu really controlled most of the match as he should have. Uh, he was, you know, getting the heat on Tankman for a long time. Tankman made his comeback, and uh, they still needed shenanigans to to put Tankman away. Yep, yeah, they kept him not. They kept him good and strong. They did kept him yeah. good and strong. The fact that uh, you know it, it, it took two of them and a flag to put him out eventually. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was good storytelling. Uh, so it's just yeah. interesting how they, you know, how they, how they're treating um, uh, that faction. You know, with with Davari losing and Gotch losing and Fatu needing help to win. You mm. know, that's 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 interesting. That's you know, their top heel faction by a mile, and uh, you know, it, it things are not going well. So we'll see what uh, what the mastermind Joseph Samael has planned there, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, things things. I think it could, could be, be dicey going forward. For I, yeah, I think there could be um, because eventually down the line, they've got they've they've got to have Fatu against Hammerstone again. But he's in this feud. Yeah. He, he's in the feud at the moment with Mill Mortis. So they need a right. story. They need a story to keep Contra going. And internal turmoil would be a good way to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I you know, I, I can't say, you know, there's some episodes of MLW that are stronger than others, uh, some matches that are better than others, um, but they're doing a really good job of telling stories, telling wrestling stories in an old school way. And they're really stretching out the Hammerstone Fatu encounter. I mean, every anybody with any common sense knows it's going to happen at some point, but they are stretching it out. You know, if this were if this were AEW or WWE, they'd have hot shot at it. They would have rushed it. We'd have probably seen it three times by now. Uh, but they're stretching it out. They're doing it the right way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> with nobody complaining that it's going on for too long. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because they're doing it because because the the Hammerstone and Muertes situation is interesting how muertes mm. physically stole that belt that's you right know? Uh, i mean that's interesting and then you got selena in that mix even, you know and the, the the injustice contra I, thing i mean that's interesting i don't They're know doing you, a really good job of telling stories i don't know if you saw it the other day even i got heat from mil mortis on twitter i didn't see that what happened <laughs> well um somebody was going on about Mel Mortis and, and the belt. And I put 
that Hammerstone is the real champion. The man lied and cheated and still uh, stole the belt. Um, Hammerstone replied uh, and, and liked it, and then I got Mill Mortis going in on it as well. <laughs> Outstanding, I love it. Yeah, I thought, oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm in a feud with Mill Mortis now as well. <laughs> Hey, Hammerstone's got your back. Your boy Hammer's got your cool, back. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, I couldn't ask for any better. <laughs> no, no. He's the guy I want on my side. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, MLW, another good week for MLW. Um, I, I didn't pay attention to what they have coming forward, but uh, I, I, you know, for me, it's apart from NXT UK, it is the, it is the must-watch show. Yes, yeah, and for me. Um, I watched AEW World bits of it, and they've gone over. The top. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I managed to catch a little myself. And what did you see? Oh, well, I've got a note of too much gratuitous violence this week. It seemed like everybody was just trying to beat because of the reaction that they got to the women's lights out match the other week. It seems like yeah. everybody wanted to try and break everybody's head open with different objects and different ways. And, and I switched it off because there was no wrestling as such. <laughs> it was just, yeah. you know, you can have a bit of it. You know, anybody that listens to us knows we don't mind a bit of blood and violence, but. When your there whole show, when your whole show revolves around it, because they haven't, you know, it seems like, oh well, we we've got good reviews on that one, then we'll do it for the whole lot. Which is not. I mean, the thing drink, to do. You know, drinking a milkshake is drinking a milkshake is good and it's special, but if you have a drink, if you had to drink a milkshake every night of the week, yeah, uh, it kind of get old real quick. That's right, and. So well, wasn't it? Was it Dax or or Dash or Cash that got busted open hard way? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. That's, no, a, that's um, the thing about AEW was, for me. It's like it's like there's always there's always too much. There's always a, too much before a match, and there's always too much after a match. Like there's never a match that ends one two three, cut to commercial. And they, there's always yeah. there's always business after the match. That's right, and. Yeah, you know, they had a, they had a bit where there was um, MJF and all, all his crowd now, and they're sitting in yeah. what what was the inner circle dressing room, and then all of a sudden, the uh, Jericho and all his cronies turn up to take it back. Now, what is the point of that? Fight in the ring. <laughs> you don't need to fight in dressing rooms and smash people over the head with trash cans and things. And, it's... and okay, the inner circle's the babyface faction, right? In this feud, they're the babyfaces, right? Well, that's what they're trying to portray. Yeah, and, and the, pinna the, the pinnacle is the heel faction. Yeah. And what they did this week, what they did this week was completely uh, kill the feud. I mean, the yeah. babyfaces stood tall over the heels. That's right. 
And instead of maybe stretching it out yeah. <laughs> like MLW would do, stretch yeah. things out, give us the payoff later. I mean, they went right into it. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you would never have had a babyface faction going into the Hill dressing room and beating up the horsemen, would you? No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the frustrating thing about it because, I mean, they could have really stretched out this this uh, pinnacle inner circle thing and um, it could have had a, a hell of a pay-per-view main event somewhere down the line with Jericho and MJF, but they, they've already beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I can't understand it. <laughs> they just they rushed it. They rushed it. They rushed it. Anyway. But, uh, like I said, with MLW, they don't rush it in MLW. No. Love no. MLW. <laughs> anyway. Back to something nice again. Yes. NXT UK. (laughs) Man, let me, hey, there was some stuff that happened on this show. (sighs) Yes. Yeah. Um, One that most people that listen to this and you probably don't appreciate was not only um, the return of Millie McKenzie, but Stevie Turner as well. Now, that was the first time I had seen Stevie Turner. Well, I'm and, not um, I'm not surprised because you wouldn't have seen anything from Rev Pro or Stardom for that matter. Um she's big in Japan, or she was big in Japan, and she was and she held the Rev Pro uh women's title for about eight months over here back in twenty eighteen before she went to Japan. So Yep, they've got another good one on board there. Man, I liked her a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very, very impressed. Yeah. We know they're pushing Aoife Valkyrie. But Yeah, yeah. She got the she win needs- as she should have. And I, I love Valkyrie's finishing oh. maneuver, that leg drop leg drop off the top rope. I know. <laughs> oh, that is Dang. brutal. I love it. Yeah, so do I. I just don't think she she works with that gimmick oh i don't either no because we know we've seen uh we've seen glenn that she has tons of personality she can talk her ass off uh yeah. she can improv if she needs to um but they've got her doing this this crow sting gimmick i don't understand it i don't think it works no. for her and, um and it's but, not a case uh, of she's ever sorry and there's not a case she's ever able to show who, who she really is. No. Her real personality. And it's not, she's going to get all the way over. Yeah, and it's not a case of they don't, they've got too many baby faces and they need more hills in that women's division. Because we know that the woke queens, when they were in Eve, were the hill faction. And they still pulled yeah. off that. That cheerful gimmick by and still being heelish. So we know she yeah, can do they're it. Very much, they're very, yeah, they're very much like the iconics in a way. You know, they're they're, yeah. they're heels, or they, they can be heels, but they're the, the energetic, bubbly, talkative heels. That's right. Yeah. You know, make make them obnox make her obnoxious rather than sinister. You've already got one sinister yeah. one. You don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, can I say something about what's his name? Uh, is it uh, Josh Morell? You is can. That his name? Yeah, poor lad. He, yeah. Oh, but let me tell you something. 
He's good. He's mm. really good. He'd be like the the this is the last bad AEW thing I'll say. He's like the sixth best wrestler, singles wrestler in AEW if he went there tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's really good. Mm. And NXT UK has the best, the best job squad division in all of wrestling. Yeah. And they know that Talman is going to be work stiff. <laughs> yeah. So it was poor old Josh. <laughs> he must have volunteered. <laughs> Jack Stars has moved on to other things. So I'm the next one to volunteer to take a pounding. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, he did, but I mean, you know, he, he acquitted himself well. Yeah. I, I really like him. Uh, I love Taylor's uh, brutality. Um, we got a we got an in we got an in ring uh, um, interview with our women's champion there, Kaylee Ray, and uh -huh. um, a little bit of surprise there. You hinted at earlier, Miss yeah. McKenzie came back. Yeah, yes, Suplex Millie, she's back in NXT UK. And yeah, they set up a uh, nice little tag match for uh, next week with uh, uh, Millie. It's, I'm sorry, it's it's Amelia, isn't it? In NXT, yeah, UK, Amelia, it's Amelia, Amelia. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but uh, her and Mako will have a tag match with Kaylee Ray and uh, Isla Dawn. Yep, that's exactly what it is, and that's going to be some tag match next week, I should think. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You got yeah, some real yeah, talent yeah, in that ring. For sure. Definitely got some Whole talent. Lot of in talent, you know. And, yeah, and I, you know, and the uh, the thing though for me, the NXT UK thing for me this week was how damn good are Pretty Deadly? Yeah, I saw your tweet on that. Holy <laughs> crap! Those guys understand how to work tag team wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that tweet about the the only ones not called the revival that understand tag team wrestling. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness, I don't think there's anybody else not named revival or FTR that knows tag team wrestling better than those guys. I mean, every everything they did was perfect. They did hmm. the, they did a a real blind tag where uh, one of them, uh, uh, Stoker, I'm not sure which one it was, got lifted up and reached his hand behind him. So that Howley could tag himself in. I mean, that's how yeah. you do a real blind tag. Yep. Yeah. Um, the the they best controlled the match. The they best. Could, they kept it in their side of the ring. Um, there was one part where um, I, I get them mixed up, but it might have been might have been Howley was uh, was kind of taking it taking it from uh, Amir Jordan, and he had to cut him off. So what did he do to cut him off? He punched him in the face. Yeah. Another one. And that stopped it. He punched him in the punched him in the face, walked him over to his corner, and tagged in Stoker. And the other one with him as well was he was being dragged to their to their side of the ring, and he slipped out under the ropes, and ran round, and then jumped back in and tagged. Yep. <laughs> so yep. it's beautiful, beautiful tag mm. team wrestling. I am so high on those guys. They get better every single week. And man, if they had a crowd, they would be getting so much heel heat from the crowd. Oh my goodness, they they need a crowd more than anybody else right now. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. They were they are so good. I, I know I don't know how many um, 
how many of our regulars uh, pay much attention to Pretty Deadly, but it is worth it to go out of your way to go see this match from this week from NXT UK. It was a tag team spectacle. Yep. I'm hoping that sometime in 2022 that they, they do a battle of the brands again because I would love to see them against Brizango and Brizango being serious. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be good. Our, our, our buddy B-Rob commented on Twitter that uh, he wishes that Breeze would actually join Pretty Deadly. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be a pretty that, good trio. That certainly would. <laughs> that would be a good trio. It certainly but, would. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I cannot... I cannot put over pretty deadly uh, anymore. They are, they are great, great tag team wrestlers. I just, I just love those guys. Because basically without all, all the, uh, the sort of the selfies and everything, they're doing Tyler Breeze's gimmick from when he was a heel in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. With the same sort of quality of wrestling. They're they're doing it better. Oh yeah. Yeah. They are doing it better. But with the same sort of quality of wrestling, because he got yeah. lost. He got lost in that gimmick. He was a lot better wrestler than that gimmick showed him to yes, be. Yes, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah, and, all... and the same thing for the same thing for Fandango. I mean, yeah. Fandango is a much better wrestler than that gimmick. Oh yeah, when they're serious, they're a great tag team. Yeah. It's getting them being serious that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> right. Were, oh, I know. They I keep know. writing now, them one thing that was one thing that was serious on NXT UK, and we'll, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the wrestling talk shortly and get to our match here in just a moment. But the one thing that was serious, what'd you think about that sit down with uh, Walter and Rampage? Oh, that is that. You, know, you could feel the history between those two. Just across the table. Yep. And one of the best championship confrontations that there's I've probably ever been. You were just so good. And the thing, the, yeah, the thing that I liked about it, you know, they they kind of kept their cool, and mm. and Walter was being being his his, his self, his calm, cool self. But yeah. Brown kind of got him worked a little bit, and Walter kind of uh, exploded verbally in a way that he's not used to doing. Yeah, and you could kind of see you could kind of see behind Rampage's eyes that he's like, "I got him, I yeah. got him right where I want him." Yeah, yeah. because you know, throughout Europe, those two have got a history, and I that, that, I wish wish that they'd acknowledge some of their previous work. It's the same with Ilya. Ilya had the Indian sign over Walter in everywhere they went, but NXT UK. You know, give these give these guys some flesh, especially when you're bringing them in as themselves. People know they've had a history. Explain some of it. Don't be frightened to. Yeah, yeah, that's just the classic, the classic WWE thing of anything that happened elsewhere didn't happen. You know, they acknowledge progress. Mm-hmm. Walter um, Rampage had a brilliant match in progress where Rampage took the title off of Walter. 
So acknowledge that. Show that in a package. Because they're showing bits of progress in packages. So why not show that? Why not make sure that people know that it's real bad feeling between them because one beat the other one. And it's the one that you wouldn't think, you know. Walter's going, yeah, I'm yeah. the best ever. Nobody's going to ever beat me. And Rampage goes, well, I've already beaten you. Look, here's the proof. And uh, hopefully there's still time to do some of that. I don't know yeah. if, if they... Uh, what day? Do we know what day the uh, the NXT show is going to be? I don't. I the don't. NXT UK show? It's probably going to be a Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think if there, if there was some way to... To give us some of that history in a package somewhere, um, but uh, they, they I mean they hinted at it in their sit down. But yeah, I agree with you. They they definitely could have done more there. Yeah. But I'm I'm expecting a hell of a fight. I'm very much looking oh, forward yeah. to that. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're talking about a hoss fight. That's it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Well, what do you say, Glenn? That we watch a little wrestling. I think that's a good idea. I have Mr. Finn Me and his missus in her war bonnet on my screen, so. Okay, well, we will uh, come back in just a moment with a match with Iron Fist Clive Myers versus Fit Finley. We'll be right back. Plus a little bit of extras. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) DDT Wrestling is about friendship. And wrestling. And making a fool out of yourself. I'm DC Matthews. I'm Doc Manson. And I'm DC Matthews. No, you're GQ. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm GQ. Each week, three longtime friends catch up on their lives and talk about whatever comes to mind, often about wrestling. The conversations come from our hearts. And from our butts. We do not talk out our butts. Well, sometimes we talk from our butts. We've been wrestling fans for decades. So if you like the Piece of Business podcast... You'll probably like us. Probably. I like you. Thanks, GQ. DDT Wrestling, available from your favorite podcast apps. All right, it is time for today's piece of business. We hope you watch along with us. We'll put this in the link in the show notes for anybody wanting to follow along on YouTube. Uh, this match features Iron Fist Clive Myers versus Fit Finley, and uh, they're going to have a match, and then there's a little extra special piece of business after the match. Glenn, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. When I say play, everybody press play. Five, four, three, two, one, play. And there's Clive. There we see the Iron Fist, Clive Myers. He is billed from Jamaica. He is a kung fu fighter. Uh, more than that, he's mixed martial arts before there was really mixed martial arts. Um, also, um, as will become apparent later on, he's at this time, I believe he's the world arm wrestling champion. Ah, okay. So after this match, we hinted at the little extra piece of business here. We're going to have a match between these two. But after the match, they are going to have an arm wrestling match. And the lady in the war bonnet there is Princess Paula. She is actually fit. 
not only fit fit Finley's manager, but at this time, I don't know if they're still a couple, but she was his real wife as well at that at this time. Why yeah. is she Princess Paula in a headdress? Because um is she I Irish, believe, like Fit Finley? No, I believe that she is Native American in, in descent. Oh. She's okay, so that's legitimate. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think they actually met. That's him. a pretty good. That's a pretty good, pretty good headdress. I mean, I think only Wahoos was bigger. Yeah, I think they actually met in America when he was over there on his first tour. And... Okay, Finley yeah. with a spectacular mullet. Yes. Yeah. Well, as, Bobby Blaze would be proud. As befitting 1986. Yes, this is 1986. We haven't mentioned it before. Um, you know, I don't know about uh, UK TV in 1986, but around that time, every Saturday, Sunday morning, you had all the Kung Fu movies being shown on TV over here. Yeah, and here. Uh, very very it was, popular. It was uh, from the sort of mid to late 90s, uh, 70s, I want to say, with David Carradine. After that, yes. kung, kung Fu was the it thing for, for years. Even spawned yeah, a record. I can't, tell you how many, I can't tell you how many of those movies I watched uh, as a child. Yeah. With Bruce Lee and... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people that... Uh, yeah. He's the only one I could have named by name. Yeah. <laughs> So all... tell me about fit here. This was this was 1986 for Finley. Uh, yeah. You had mentioned you believe he had you already see, come across the pond at this you can, point. You can, uh, you well, can, what a great whip into the turnbuckle that was. You can see how cut he is compared to yeah. a lot of British wrestlers at this time. That he'd already been over to Canada and America a couple of times, I think, by now. But. Uh, yeah, he, he he was a trained he trained a while with the Hearts as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was definitely uh, the it wasn't called the Belfast Bruiser here, but he definitely was a Belfast yeah. Bruiser. That was his original gimmick when he first started in the UK. Um, where he was, he, he was just basically a brawler. Green as grass when he first came in, but they uh, yeah. just big Irishmen that used to beat people up. He wasn't a technical wrestler, <laughs> I say, as he throws a punch, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, his wrestling skills, shall we say, had improved by this time a lot. Well, that, that tends to happen if you go to Calgary and get stretched by the hearts, that's right. <laughs> So this was an interesting match because this was not the traditional British match uh, held in rounds. This was a 10-minute one-fall match. Yeah. So was this this really still out of the ordinary in 1986? It was because it all built up from this thing. Um, it was all building up to the arm wrestling, really, rather than Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely match. all about the arm wrestling here. <laughs> it was... Uh, 
this had been going on on for weeks on different pro on different TV programs. This feud, all leading up to this, and they I think they realised that they weren't going to just get a full TV pro of a, a, a full segment of World of Sport out of just them arm wrestling. So they threw in this one full match to fill the time as much as anything. Yeah, yeah. But it was a very, you know, when I watched this the first time, it felt very American. It felt because um, there was, uh, just because of the way the match was worked and the way Paula would come in and uh, the way Fit would kind of stall for time, it, it didn't seem to me to be a, traditional british match it felt very american it, it definitely wasn't um and the reason I, I chose it is because it's so unusual yeah on british tv this apart from oh on the mid-south and um late night is the first real sort of american style match that i'd seen i think Tell me about Clive here. You had said you know, he was he's, a legitimate MMA fighter before MMA was really a thing. I think yeah, you had yeah, he's, he had a he, he was an ultimate babyface. Oh, definitely, yeah, very much so. Um, they used to have a, a really weird program on during uh, lunch times uh, on ITV called Bar Sports with. Um, and they used to have darts and all sorts of things. And he was on there regularly arm wrestling people. Um, yeah, he was um, on celebrity as a celebrity on TV, different TV shows. He was, it he, he was. Really he's not, well he's not a very big guy. You know, when you think no. about arm wrestlers, you kind of, you got to think about big barrel chested guys with yeah. huge arms. So he's not a he's not a large guy at all. No, but, but uh, powerful. Apparently, apparently <laughs> a, a world champion arm wrestler. Yeah, you wouldn't think so, but he's really, really powerful. Right. But Finley did there. I mean, Finley got out of the ring, yeah. kind of vamped for the crowd a little bit. <laughs> you know, he's uh, he, because he he would fit right in, in in any territory. Well, this is it. You can see where you know this is. This is where he, uh, on a transitional period before going back to America. Yeah. I love yeah. this. He'll offer the handshake. The crowd's saying, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't trust him. So although everybody... Oh, knew- and the little, the little two-finger salute there from Clive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it gets everybody going because it's the baby face. Yeah. Yeah, he'll does that. See, but this yeah. ta- right, right. Yeah, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, now and Fit Finley, the heel, is acting so offended. He has to leave the ring. Yeah. Paul is <laughs> there. Exactly. And, you know, it's just, it was a very, very American match. You know, mm. Not what I was expecting when you sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> a... Yeah, you could definitely see the influences that he yeah. picked up. Um, I'm not sure. I love, I love, uh, I'm not sure whether Clive actually ever wrestled over in America, but 
it's, obvi- it's obvious that he's, especially from Jamaica, he probably did. Uh, it's obvious that he's quite happy with wrestling this style rather than just the yeah, traditional. I've never heard. I had never heard of him before. I don't know. I mean, if he ever, if he ever came here and worked, if he had a different name or whatever, but uh, mm. he doesn't. He never. He didn't look familiar to me at all. No. Well, if he had, he would have been in. He would have been imported and be the the the, uh, the black man that got squashed. Right. So yeah, probably... yeah. Yeah. If he, if he showed up to Atlanta TV for Crockett, yeah, he'd have been a, a two minute job guy. Yeah. Boom! Nice slam there. Fit goes for the cover. That's it. Two, three. One big move now, ends the match. Yeah. This is what amazed me the first time I saw it again because I'd seen this before, but that was well when it first aired, and I'm not I couldn't remember it that much. But the fact that yeah. he won with just a body slam. Yeah, against yeah. somebody. Yeah, I mean, it was a good one. I mean, he he picked him up and he put his ass down. I mean, he put him down real good. Oh but, yeah, uh, but they're, they're going to give us a replay here. Boom. Yeah, it's a lovely, it's a lovely body slam. You can even see how nicely he really tucks his chin now. Yeah, in the in the old slow mo. Uh, but you know, it's such a nonchalant was, cover, uh, you would uh, think he'd be kicking out of that. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, now I loved when he was there. He, he popped up and he he healed to the crowd a little bit. You yeah. know, uh, of course, all of this, as we mentioned, was to set up the epic arm wrestling match here. <laughs> World champion Clive Myers against Fit Finley, the arrogant Irishman. These two guys in the crowd don't know what to think. I think I think they're officials from the World Arm Wrestling. Oh, <laughs> to um, just to make sure that it's all done above board and properly. Now who's this? Who's this guy holding the stick in the fancy jacket? Oh, he's that's that's um. What's it? Oh, what's his name? Um, Max Crabtree, who's the MC. We've seen him before. Okay, okay. Well, here he gets a little bit more verbally involved. Here, you know, Finley says he wants to change sides of the table, so <laughs> you know the, the 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 MC goes along with it. Finley finally sits down. <laughs> I love the way he has to discuss everything with the manager. That's right. That's right. They're going to lock up here, and they have to have their one arm behind their back, which is uh, they plant that seed really early. That's very yeah. good storytelling. you got to have an arm behind the back here. So how quickly do you think this would uh, this would end if they weren't uh, you know they're, they're working this arm wrestling yeah. match here they're not they're not shooting uh, here no no this you is think a, he you, this is a work you think he would have uh, yeah you think he, he would have taken him down real quick oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it would have uh, been over in, they're, they're, it would have definitely been over in seconds yeah. 
They're they're working it though. They're doing it, and I like that little wrist turn that I, yeah. that Clive gives, like he knows what he's doing there. Yeah. Yeah, he gets the leverage to get it. And look at the good camera work here. Credit to the camera work here. They do really mm -hmm. good. This is a like shot I say, of Paula is cheering on her man. Like I said, the it, the guys that were doing this were used to covering this sort of thing because they did this bar sports show. Oh, right, 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 right. At lunch times, and the guy who used to present that he was a ex England cricketer called Freddie Truman, a real Yorkshire guy. Yeah, people down this end of the world couldn't understand him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like when Gallus talks. I can't understand anything those Gallus boys say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there we have it, Clive. Clive wins, wins first ball is a, a best of three situation with Iron Fist Clive Myers winning the first ball. They're going to re-rack it, get set up, go again. There's, there's younger people in this audience. You know, a lot yeah. of times we watch these British things from the seventies. There's yeah. really no kids. No, it, it that was how things were changing. And if you notice, there's lots yeah. of empty seats as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not as many, uh, not as many uh, people in their best church clothes. No, it was um, <laughs> by '86. It was it was on its death spiral. British wrestling. And this is why they were trying little gimmicks like this to get people in, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It's that WCW thing. Yeah. Where, uh, um, well, you've seen it with with some of the territories as well, where they're getting that desperate. They're oh, trying yeah. anything to, to, to keep going, they to get the business going. Yeah, literally try anything. <laughs> they're working it here. Finley again, good facials. Clive's just toying with him. Oh, there's Finley's arm out. You're supposed to have your arm behind your back. He's trying to grab the table for yeah, leverage. That's how he's going to beat him for this one. Uh, hang on, Clive. Hang on, Clive. <laughs> People are behind you. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we have it. Clive has taken the second fall. <laughs> as Finley is, is not happy. Paula is not happy. As he's all right and proper because he's the champion. There you go. You have to put the champ over. You have to. And this is a great booking. It really is. I yeah. mean, you know, you give him the match where the heel wins, mm. but you send the people home happy with the baby face going over in the end. Yeah. And this was and, the second. That was the second of three. They were going to have you, a third one, but you, Finley said, "I'm not doing it." Because could you imagine uh, when he went to a shoot tournament, what the other guys would have said to him if he had lost at least oh, even one yeah, fall no. to fit Finley? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was no way Clive wasn't going to. Uh, Clive was going to go into his business for himself, no matter what. In this match, oh, yeah. arm wrestling business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, work it as much as you can. There, but 
Work it yeah, as much as you can, but, but in the end, you're going to let Finley beat him. <laughs> now you can't put somebody over. There's an amateur. Well, there we have it. There's a, a little bit of everything in that match. We get a kung fu gimmick. We get a great mullet. We get Princess Paula. We get an arm wrestling match. I mean, come on, all that in 15 minutes. And a little update before we go on what I've posted yeah. online. Um, I said it'll be Sunday, Wednesday, and then our live with AWIP on Saturday, and then our halftime extravaganza on Sunday. But because we've had to record so late tonight, it will be this will be posted on Monday, and the next show will be posted on Wednesday. Here we go. Yeah, we've got a good week coming up. We're going to talk about the NXT stuff coming up. We're going to, like you mentioned before, get on with our buddy Brent at AWIP, do a little WrestleMania preview show there. And we're going to get back together again this weekend and review uh, the first day of WrestleMania and predict the second day. So quite a, uh, quite a week we've got look got ahead of us here. Yeah, we're going live and people are going to be able to see us and that's right. That's right. Recoiling we really appreciate fear. all that. Everybody <laughs> checking that out. Certainly. Right, it's um, gonna, yeah. Um, so there we go. Yes, I'm quite looking forward to this week. Yeah. yeah only, it's going to be a great week. Great week indeed. Got a good week of wrestling. Um. Whole lot of wrestling. I tried to kind of not watch as much this past week, you know, just so that I didn't want to overdo myself coming up because. uh uh, I guess starting on Wednesday yeah. with that first night of NXT, uh, it's going to be something every night, I think, for about five or six days in a row. Well, yeah, because I'm going to try and watch the uh, uh, Hall of Fame. Not only because Dave is going in. Sure. You know, yeah, for all, yeah. all, all these years of campaigning and uh, filling in petitions and things and helping georgia and uh, david jr yeah it's long long overdue it's uh it certainly is it certainly is and it's nice that you're finally going to get that recognition absolutely and i don't think anybody has a problem with it you know i think it pretty much everybody agrees it's long overdue and it's well deserved so uh uh i, I know they're doing it um uh, virtually, it's going to be online uh, where you can watch it. Um, do you know who is doing the acceptance for him? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a, the pair. Um, I don't yeah. know if George is going to be there, but I know David Boyce Junior is going. Gonna okay. He, he's definitely he's definitely because I was uh, listening to him talking to. Uh, Oh, what's her name? I've forgotten it already. Lacey on the SWE podcast last week or the week before, and he's saying that he's going to be uh, accepting the induction. Okay, good, 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 good. Oh, I hope George is there yeah, as well. We she's because she, yeah, she's the, she's the mastermind behind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's been you know, she's really been petitioning WWE for years. To finally get him in there. Long overdue. We will. Uh, we will definitely be checking that out. As long as they keep uh, Hillbilly Jim away from a microphone. 
Yeah, God. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, that should be hilarious. I, I was in the building for that hillbilly gym speech, Glenn, and let me tell you, it lasted for a full day and a half. Bad. <laughs> oh, God. okay. But, I uh, can imagine. Anyway, so at least, yeah, yeah at least, good. at least they're not inducting anybody that you know, he would be doing the acceptance speech for. Oh my goodness! <laughs> thank goodness! Thank goodness! Anyway, yeah, man, like, man, we got shows, a lot shows of wrestling like, this week. It, uh, I, like we mentioned, we're going to be on with AWIP. We hope everybody check out AWIP. All the stuff they've got going on. Definitely yeah. check out our friends over at DDT. Yeah. Check out. Uh, DC's wonderful tag team tournament that he's running off of their DDT by the book podcast that we seem to have taken uh, over. <laughs> we seem to have taken that over as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he asked for With it. The hot tags. Um, That's right. He asked yes. for it. I don't think there is anything else. I think we've just about covered it all. I think we have, my friend. Well, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Give us a follow. Piece of business on Twitter, on Instagram. Give us some feedback. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. Ask us any questions you have. We'll be happy to answer them. And uh, ask me a question about Armbar Abbott. I'll tell you anything you want to know. <laughs> I know the true story of Armbar Abbott. Only I know. I am his unofficial official biographer. And, uh, so, yes, come on with the Armbar Abbott questions. I'm ready. And if I don't know the answer, I'll make it up. So, until <laughs> next time. Glenn, say goodbye. Goodbye. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Peace of Business Podcast. This is episode 26. My name is Jeremy at EPL and NFL. Thanks for joining us and joining me, as always, my tag team partner from across the ocean, the barroom brawling, disco dancing, dynamite stretching, intercontinental playboy, Folks, he's more over than eight straight days of WWE content. He's the best of the best. He's at GA WrestleNut, Mr. Glenn Abbott. How are you, my friend? All right at the moment, but I'll probably be about as washed out as eight days by the end of it. <laughs> it's, uh, they're, they're asking a lot of us, Glenn. They certainly are. But, uh, Especially to you guys that uh, you know don't get to see it until the wee hours of the morning in some cases. Well... As I'm, I'm, I've become a night bird. It's not going to bother me that much, and I'm not waiting. Yeah, yeah. I don't mess around with things like Raw and SmackDown anyway. So that's yeah, two I can cross off my list. Yeah, yeah, you can. I watched. I watched Raw on fast forward yesterday. Or actually, this morning watched it on fast forward, and I think I'm all caught up. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Raw, I've got a big moan. Wrestle talk. They say they're wrestle talk on YouTube, but they don't actually talk wrestling. All they ever talk is bigging up AEW and knocking down WWE. And if you're going to be like that, you know, just give up on it. There's plenty of other wrestling you can report on. If you're called wrestle talk, report on wrestling, not just NXT, not just. They've made a big thing about announcing that they're going to be doing a review show on NXT so they can bash them as well now they've moved to Tuesday nights because there it doesn't clash with AEW. But 
yeah, I know none of their lot listen, so yeah, don't it's just getting it off my chest. I'm actually unsubscribed from them because I'm fed up with them knocking the WWE all the time. You know, yeah, we, we, you, know, like you, said, you, you bring a good point. There's, there's plenty of other stuff, and you know, and we, we try to talk about other stuff when we do our shows, uh, you know, and there's plenty, there's plenty to like, you know, it's real easy to find something. It's, uh, it's not hard. No, no, it is. You know, there's more to wrestling than NXT, than WWE, bloody Raw and SmackDown. And AEW, you know, AEW Dynamite might be a great show. I, I'm not that keen, as you know from the, our last recording. You know, I yeah. think they've gone over the top, but that was my only little gripe about it. I'm not going to carry on every week going on about how bad they are. No, no, it's 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 easy to. Uh... To, to be grumpy about things and to knock things, it, it's it's the path of least resistance. Uh, it's very easy to do, and you know, yeah, uh, and, you know, But that, but if that's your focus, then it's a problem. And that's, you know, if that's your gimmick, if your if your gimmick is the complaining guy, it's not a good gimmick. No, and I suppose that uh, no, they're, they're making a living out of it by charging for the the things they call like hyper chat where you pay to go into their chats and they're the sort of people that they're appealing to the ones that are absolutely love aew and hate wwe so yeah like yeah, I well, say. yeah. Oh. the thing about the internet the internet allows for uh any type of niche audience any type of group to come together and find themselves you know if you are the kind of person that is into you know, left-handed S&M clowns, there's an internet chat group for you somewhere. Oh, definitely. You know, <laughs> just, find, just find the right one. Don't go complaining yeah. about right-handed S&M clowns <laughs> all the time. Go and find the one that you enjoy. Exactly, exactly. There's something out there for everybody. But, uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of good stuff, and that's, that's what we try to focus on if, if possible, you know, I think that you know there there is room for constructive criticism. Nothing wrong with that, but uh, you don't want to be the guy that complains constantly. No. Anyway, talking of which, let's talk to something to something that's probably going to be good, hopefully, because they always are. Let's, NXT let's Takeover. Get, yes, the night one. We get night one of NXT Takeover uh, as we are recording this. It will be tomorrow night, Wednesday. Today is Tuesday as we sit here and speak. Uh, night one of NXT TakeOver. We got some good matches on that card. We're going to take a look at it real quick. We're going to see uh, what we think about them, maybe make a prediction or two. You know, we've said, you know, people in the in the Bestie chat, we, uh, we, when we watch our uh, WWE pay-per-views together, uh, you and I, you know, if we, if we were taking these picks to the pay window, we'd be uh, we'd be in the black for the year. We oh we're yeah, pretty good on these predictions, Glenn. We have we we have got them down now. We've got we're in into the brains of, of the WWE bookers as far as the pay per views go. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, go ahead and jump into that. Let's see what is going on in uh, night one of nxt let's see where shall we start here we've got the 
women's championship match. Um, Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yes. How do you see this? I think they're going to take the title off of Io. She's held it for a long while now. And, and on the whole, held it well. And I think it's time to pass it on. I think we're going to have a title change there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you here. I guess it's, it's Raquel's time, you know. Um, they talk about her being like the, um, you know, if if Dakota Kai was Shawn Michaels, then Raquel Gonzalez is Diesel, you know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The, the of the group to uh, take the title. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's I think that's what's going to happen here. Um, uh, it'll probably be a good match. Um, it'll be interesting to see just how much uh, guy I expect Gonzalez to dominate the match. She's going to overpower EO. And when she finally gets her hands on her, she's going to toss her all over the place. EO is going to bump like crazy for her. Um, so I'm not going to call it a squash, but I think Raquel is going to come out of this thing looking dominant. Yeah, I do as well. I, yeah. And I honestly think that they'll, they'll use all these, like to bring us bring us out of the COVID period. Now they're starting to get the crowds back, and so I think there'll be a few changes, not only in NXT but on the main rosters as well. Yeah, yeah I do too. I think this is a a perfect opportunity to kind of reshuffle some things. Um, so yeah, we're we're both going with Raquel in that one. Uh, we also have on night one Pete Dunn versus Bushida. This is the one I'm looking forward to. If these two are given there, just told to go out there and smash each other to bits, this is going to be a match and all. Yeah, I agree. This one's going to be very, very physical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not the biggest guys in the world, but you're not going to know it by the way that they beat the Oh, no, up. no, definitely not. You know, and. Um, NXT and NXT UK have set this bar quite high for how stiff their matches can be. So expecting a lot of uh, limb manipulation and teeth being kicked in in this one. Yep, I agree. Um, if I had to put a dollar on this match, I would put it on Pete Dunn. I think that uh, they are, that NXT has kind of invested a little bit more in him. Um, as far as storyline, as far as screen time, that sort of thing. I know Kushida has kind of been involved with uh, messing around with Gargano lately, but I think that Pete Dunne comes out of this one as the winner, and maybe eventually down the line, Pete Dunne is an NXT champion. But first, he's going to get past Kushida. Yes, yeah. Um, we know that... Uh... Trips likes him. Yep. Yeah. Now that he's he's well up there with uh, with Mister Mister H. So uh, yeah, you can't see can't see past Pete not winning that one. Yep, I agree. We're in agreement there as well. All right, let's move it on. We've got the NXT Tag Team Championship. This is a three way. We've got MSK versus some of your guys, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Versus Legado del Fantasma. Heart and head. This one's going to be all over the place. Yeah, this is a heart and a head one. 
My heart wants hey, to. My, tell me about your heart. What does your heart say? My heart wants the grizzled young vets to. They've been that close. They they took they won the inaugural UK title, uh, but they've been they've been lost. I think it was twice the NXT tag titles, and uh, obviously a couple of times when they after they they dropped the title, the UK title, they've. Uh, lost three matches as well. So I think you know, I'd love to see them have a, have a belt put back on them. But again, with my head, it goes with Legado de Fantasma. Really? You're going yeah. with the, uh, with the, uh, the, uh, the Lucha group here. The Lucha huh? group. Here's something funny. I'm kind of messing with my microphone here a second. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, okay. You're going with Legado del Fantasma, huh? Yes. Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar's guy. Yep, that's it. Yeah, I've got to go with him. Okay. Um, I think, you know, out of these three, you know, I don't have the my heart as invested in grizzled young veterans as you do. Um, of these three teams, they are my favorite of the three um, to watch. But you and I are going to be different here. Uh, I'm going with MSK in this one. I think the former rascals of MLW, uh, they kind of got a big push during that Dusty Classic tournament. I think that they're hot shotting these guys straight to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But I really want the... Uh... It not to be soon to be NXT champions. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I think you can come out of this with uh, uh, an MSK grizzled young veterans uh, feud that could go for a little while. That could take us down the road a few months, and eventually maybe GYV does take it from them. But I think we're going to see MSK come out on top of this one. You're going with Legado del Fantasma. We'll see what happens. We can't agree all the time, my friend. No, well, that's part of it, isn't it? We, we've said this. We can't. <laughs> I have to have a little bit of... A, a little bit of drama, drama. for people. Yep. <laughs> all right, moving on. We've got the Gauntlet Eliminator match. Oh. Now, the winner of this match is going to go on to face Johnny Gargano in night two for the North American Championship. Uh, the participants in the order that they will enter the ring are Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and somebody called L.A. Knight. I don't know who that is. Just call him by his proper name. This is a piece Eli of business. Yes. He's Eli Drake. He's coming even, in last. Right. Even, think, even on Wikipedia. Under under LA night, they've put Eli Drake so people know who it is. Well, uh, I, I and I honestly think that he's going to do um, what they did in NXT UK, and at some point he's just going to turn and basically say, "This is crap. My name isn't LA Knight. You all know. You all know who I am." That's right. We're going to call him by his Christian name here. His name is Eli Drake. We're going to call him the name his mama named him. That's Eli Drake. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a cluster FU. <laughs> Do it. 
this is going to be a right cluster F you. Yeah, this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is just a case of let's get everybody on the card. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can't, yeah, yeah, they they could have quite they could have quite easily sorted out a number one contender for the uh, yeah. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> could have just done that, but you know what? All these guys get a payday and an extra night in catering, so good for them. That's they right. Work. That's right. And um, <laughs> I think it'll be Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think rough and swerve. I don't think it's their time yet. No. Um, I think that they're going to keep going with the Bronson Reed and Eli Drake stuff. They've been having problems recently. So I think they neither one of them needs to win because they still have business with each other. Uh, Cameron Grimes is the kind of guy, he's just absolutely killing it with that gimmick that he's got. He is The camera loves him. He's money every time he's on screen. He's the perfect kind of guy that does not need a title no. to get over. And also, uh, I, I can't, I can't see him matching up well against Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be him. So that leaves for me Loomis and Drake. Like I said, I think Drake doesn't win because of the Bronson Reed business. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, me, this makes sense that it's Dexter Loomis. Um, I think it was last week or the week before we had Loomis. Versus Austin Theory in a good match. Um, uh, Theory has been palling around with Gargano, so therefore, by transitive property, Loomis has issues with Gargano. Um, but yeah, it just makes perfect sense that it's going to be Loomis, and we get Loomis and Gargano on night two. Yep, definitely. Yeah, but uh, it'll be fun to watch Cameron Grimes here. I love him anytime he's on the screen. So we'll see what happens in that match. Uh, also, I think this is the last match of night two of night one. Walter, the NXT UK champion, is in town. He is going up against Tommaso Ciampa. As much as I love Tommaso, he's doing a job for Walter. Walter's not losing that. He's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Champ is the guy on the roster that uh, can go out there and have a four-star match with anybody. He can work any kind of style you want him to work. He can yeah. make anybody look good, and it's okay. He, it does not hurt him to lose. No, definitely not. You know, he's not in the title picture it, or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be physical, as every Walter match is, whether whether the opponent wants it or not. It's going to be physical, yeah. but Tampa can take it. It's a and it's showcasing Walter before the big showdown. Oh no, that's on. Th yeah. Oh yes, that's on Thursday. So yeah, if they give Walter a good showing on Wednesday. For people that haven't seen him, may might actually look at NXT UK to watch him up against uh, or Rampage. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, you know we kind of live in a little bit of a, a wrestling bubble. Those of us that are extremely online people, so we know we know all about Walter. But there may be some people tomorrow that see him for the very first time, and uh, no better opponent than Champa. To go out there and go 10 or 15 minutes with them and show what a monster Walter can be. Yep. And get people 
get to put eyes on NXT UK Thursday as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It wouldn't hurt if if old uh, if old Rampage uh, appeared at the top of the ramp at some point during that match. Uh, yeah, they could do, um, because the obviously the the Walter Rampage match has already happened. Well, they managed to. That's the good thing about it being behind closed doors is there's no spoilers gone out. Right, right. Yeah, they didn't do that this. They didn't do that. In kayfabe, it has not happened yet. No, they didn't do that. They didn't do that like they did with the cruiserweight title. (laughs) Not had Walter turn up with with the belt. Yeah, exactly. So there's NXT Night One. I think we're in agreement with everything except that. Tag team championship. Yep. You're going with Legato Del Fantasma. I'm going with MSK. You know what'll happen. GYV will win it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The team that neither one of us picked that we both liked the best is going to be the one that we'll see. uh, All right. We've already mentioned we've got NXT UK is going to be on our TVs the next day on Thursday. Yeah. Afternoon show for us here in the States. Nighttime show for. All of you proper English gentlemen. Yeah, prime time for us. Eight o'clock in the evening, prime time. Perfect for you guys. Perfect for you guys. I think, as far as I know, this is only a three-match part. I think so. I think so. I don't... I've not heard of any more announcements. Sorry, that was all... It went a bit icky there. Um, Yeah, I've not heard of any other announcements. Yeah, it's uh, but you know that's what UK does good. I mean, they they keep the show an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, and mm-hmm. they pack a lot there, so it'll be a, a good fast watch. With good matches. We got a tag team match. The women giving us a tag team match. This was set up on last week's NXT UK. We've got Haley Ray and Isla Dawn versus Amelia. Don't call me Millie McKenzie and Mako Satsumura. <laughs> Well, that's like calling bloody L.A. Not calling Drake, Eli Drake, L.A. Knight. I can't not call her Millie. Yeah, I know. I've known of when she first started training at 16, and she's always been little Millie, and she always will be. How do you see this one going? It's not a title match or anything like that. This is obviously just a match to this is uh, a set- this is the one where um you if your faces get put over mainly because they'll want to give Mako some impetus back on Kate to Kaylee Ray after she lost to her in her first basically her first match. Yeah. So I think that they'll give her a little bit of impetus to build start building a new feud between those two again. See, I see it a little bit differently. To me, I, I think this is the opportunity to to show that uh, McKenzie is the next challenger. And it wouldn't surprise me to see McKenzie actually pin Kaylee Ray for the win. Mm, yep, that could that could well happen as well. Yeah. You know, I, we're in agreement. I think the, the babyface team here, McKenzie and Satamora, do win the match. Um, mm. But just to make it interesting, I'm, I'm saying uh, McKenzie's the one that wins the pinfall so that she can say, 
I've pinned you. I've beaten you. Now I need my title shot. Yeah. Could well be. But I'll stick with that they'll, they'll push it to a third one between Mako yeah, and... I, I would be fine with that. You'd get no complaints out of me. And Kaylee. <laughs> Uh, we have a UK Heritage Cup number one contenders match. Noam Dar versus Tyler Bate. The winner will get a title shot against a kid who is the uh, current Heritage Cup champion, or however it is that they, uh, whatever it is they call that gimmick. But, uh, yeah, yeah. As as uh, as somebody said, the big F in trophy. <laughs> the big F in trophy title holder. There you go. Yeah, a kid. Yeah. Uh, so we got Dar and Fate. The winner gets their shot at kid. What do you think happens here? I uh, <laughs> I don't like it, but I think Dar's going to win this by some nefarious means because. They've already done. They've already done Tyler Bate and A Kid, and the whole thing. The uh, A Kid was his prodigy, and that he beat him for the title. So I can't see them going all around that circle. That circle again. Um, you think it's time? You think it's time for A Kid to lose that thing? I do. I think. I. I think he will. And I think it will be to Noam Dar. I think I agree with you. I think it is time for, for kid to lose it. I think it makes sense to have a heel as the heritage champion now, just to kind of uh, give that a different flavor to the very clean cut um, kid. Uh, but the question is, is it going to be a heel dar or is it going to be a heel bait? It's going to be a heel dar. He can't you do anything else. He can't. Jedi stuff from Tyler Bate is uh, is suspicious. It's heelish. It's definitely heelish. But he came and helped um, train the other week. So here we go. Please, DC, forgetting names again. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, he came out and helped Trent the other day. I actually think that they'll they'll push now. They'll push Mustache Mountain to the other side of the ocean, and they'll turn up in NXT sometime soon. Okay. I think there's enough new people coming into to the UK now that on the men's side that they can sort of uh, push them up now and give a much needed injection to uh, the tag team division in NXT. U.S. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about them coming over. Maybe that is the move. Um, I'm real torn on this one. This one's 50-50 for me. I, I think that think that it's time for A-Kid to drop it to a heel. I think Dar would be money doing his little talk show gimmick that yeah. he does with yeah. that big and trophy sitting right next to him. That's right. That's what I was thinking as well. You know, how good's that going to be? Him crowing about winning that. And... Yeah, I think Dar. I'm gonna, you know, my, my gut says it's going to be bait, and it's going to be a, a that that whole Jedi Zen Master thing is suspicious, and it's a heel turn waiting to happen. But I'm gonna, 
I'm going to go with Dar here. I think Dar gets rewarded for being being good TV as of late. Yep. Uh, all right, so we're in agreement there. Now, the big match on this one, the one that we have been excited for for a long time, Walter versus Rampage Brown for the NXT UK Championship. Walter has held the championship for approximately eight straight years now. Um, is it time? Is this the time that he drops Rampage yeah. to beat Walter Smith? Yes. Uh, because because basically on Tuesday night Walter's turning up on NXT so on Wednesday night Walter's turning up on NXT so there's no reason that he won't drop that belt on Thursday and stay in the States yeah you know that's the the logistics of it seem to uh, lean that way um Oh man, this one is a tough one for me. You, know, you see, and I, I the, the the thing, the advantage I've got over you is that I know the history of the two of them. Yeah. And um, Rampage has won as many as he's lost against Walter in the past, and I know that doesn't count for anything. But there's nobody better for them to put the belt on in NXT UK at the moment than Rampage Brown. He's come straight from holding the, the World of Sport title when that was still a thing over here. Um, he, he's you know, he, he experienced champion. There's no reason they can't put the belt on him and keep it on him for a, while, a long while now. And again, he's going to have a good big hill. You're going to be losing one. Well, is Walter really a hill? He's just a monster. He don't care what, what way around he goes, does he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, but his 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 boys, his uh Imperium boys have kind of trended heelish on yes. NXT. Well, yeah. Yep. And I think that he'll come he'll join up with them and they'll go on a rampage. Excuse the pun. Through NXT. <laughs> through NXT. Yeah. And with it, and with and with Imperium going on a rampage through the tag division, I think that's when Mustache Mountain, probably at the next takeover, will turn up. Yeah, it all makes sense. It all makes sense, Glenn. Uh, I'm still torn on this one. I think that. This is, I agree with you that this is the time to drop it just because of the the logistics of the situation tend to say that it's time. You know, like you said, why else would he come over here and then fly right back over? Um, so, yeah, I'm with you here. I think Rampage beats Walter. That gets Rampage over big time. Uh, it's going to be physical. Uh, it's going to be brutal. These guys are going to hit each other for real and leave marks, and I cannot wait. Neither can I. Right, we're at the thir we're at the thirty minute mark now, so All right. we'll. All right, so that was uh, NXT UK. We need to talk about NXT Night Two. We've got another set of matches to think about here. 
um, some good ones on this on this card. Let's see what you think about this. We have the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. The uh, U.S. version of that title is uh, held by Santos Escobar. The U.K. and what some would consider the rightful and true holder of that championship, Jordan Devlin. This is going to be a ladder match. Uh, what do you think about it, Glenn? Um, it's 50-50. I can't actually, if I really, really, really pushed into a corner on it, I would say just Devlin. Because the way that they, you know, they pushed him just before lockdown, and they've retrieved the situation by doing what they did. But I think he unites the titles. So is this is this actually a title unification? It is a title versus title match, yeah. Okay. I wasn't clear right, on that. Yeah, it was it, a proper unification it, to determine one champion or if it's, it's just bragging no, it is it. It's a proper. I'm the real champion because they've both been going on for months now that they're both the real champion. Yeah. So yeah. this is where they sort it out. Does Devlin win or lose? Does Devlin go back to UK? I think he wins and stays in the stays US. Over here. Because apart from the odd throwaway match, they didn't have him doing a lot over here in NXT UK. So, yeah, you know, they they put him up against Bomber, Dave Mastiff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how that's how desperate they were getting right. to give him. Yeah, the cruiserweight Dave Mastiff. So, no, I think they'll keep Devlin over there now, and they'll build him, and at some point, probably two or three takeovers down the line, they'll have uh, the two Spider Men. Looking at one another and pointing again. <laughs> do you think Devlin wins? I do. I'm going with Escobar here. Hey! I think Escobar is going to take this. I think he's got his uh, his his, uh, his his brethren, his tag team partners there, and they have often interjected themselves into his matches. And to me, you know, the the story is uh, he needs their cheating to help him win so that he can claim that he is the true champion, but he had to get it. We all know in um, uh, devious and mischievous ways, which gives Jordan Devlin the right to continue to complain and chase him. So yeah. I think it's going to be a, a Santos Escobar here. <laughs> well, that's a, that's good. We're disagreeing on one on here as well. Isn't it? <laughs> Um, moving on, we've got the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. Shockley Blackheart and Ember Moon are the champions. Moonshots. The way. Moonshots. They missed moon, the, the moon they, 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 they the trick there by not calling them the moonshots. Or at least have a tag team finisher called the moonshot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, so how do you see this one? Uh, moonshot or The Way? Uh, I think the Moonshot, well, Ember Moon and Shotzi retain. If it was... Yeah. If, 
putting Candice with Indy Hartwell, I, I don't think Indy Hartwell's enough of a name at the moment for them to put a title on her. Oh yeah, no, I agree. She's she's just uh, she's just Candice LeRae's dude. Yeah, that's all she is. Yeah, yeah, and she's not even that good a one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no, but what I what I mean is when um, Laura Di Matteo was Ginny's stooge, Laura was good enough to carry herself that you could believe that you know, she was although she was doing her mistress's bidding, as Ginny tends to get people to do, that uh, she could actually hold her own. And you don't get that with Indy Hartwell. She's just there as a stooge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. This is this is Moonshot's uh, title they're going to retain here. I don't expect this to be a five-star classic, but um, maybe it will get... Uh, if anything happens here, I wouldn't surprise me to see some dissension between Lorray and Hartwell. No, no, definitely not. I think we're in agreement there. Moonshot retains. Now we've got the NXT North American Championship. This is Johnny Gargano, and we are assuming, both of us, that his opponent will be Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. So do we think Gargano retains, or do we think it's time to give it to Loomis? I think if he wins on night one, then Loomis gets the title. Do you have a problem with a champion that um, doesn't talk? Yes. Because if Loomis but, wins, then he'll be the champion. He's not a promo guy. No. Um, he doesn't have anybody out there cutting promos for him. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the... The old school DNA in me that says that if you've got a championship, if you've got a belt, you either need to be able to talk or you got somebody standing next to you that can talk. Yep. But they have got somebody waiting in the wings that could do the talking for him. Who's that? Old Spud, or whatever they call oh, him now. Oh, you think so? That's an interesting call. Uh, Drake Maverick, that's him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they bring back Drake as a manager. And I that's would not be surprised if on on Thursday you actually, if if Dexter Loomis goes through, that he comes out with him on Thursday because not heard a thing from him. I, 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 admittedly, I don't watch 205 Live. I don't know whether he's been on there or not. There's not been a lot since he was running around chasing our truth from him. Right, right. Yeah. And he, 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 was, he was a little he was a little makeshift tag team with uh, Killian Dane for a little while, but that pretty much went nowhere. Yeah. Well, I can understand it with the with the tag division the way it is. So yeah, that, I I actually think that they've got a, a, a tailor made manager there for him. That would be great. I mean, that would spice up Loomis a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he he's fine when the bell ring, bell to bell. He's fine with me. I, I don't understand why he's a babyface. To me, he's a heel. He should be a heel. He should be presented as a heel. As a heel. Um, but he hasn't been. He's been a babyface the whole time. I don't get it. Uh, but having somebody there as a mouthpiece help him out. I do think Gargano loses here, no matter who it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's time for Turkey to lose. Yep. So. 
There you go. We will take Gargano's challenger in that match, whoever it is. Uh, now we've got the unsanctioned match. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. This one has boiled over. These two have been beating the crap out of each other any chance they get. There's been security camera footage at uh, various places where one is attacking the other. These guys truly hate each other. Yeah, I saw. I, 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 I saw that in 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 a dojo, which was obviously converted. But the thing that made me laugh about that is that where I used to live in London, just down the road on the high road, there was a place that did Brazilian jiu-jitsu that was exactly like that. It was a shop. They cleared everything out of the shop and just put mats down. <laughs> <laughs> and that was exactly like it was. It was. Like, it, looked like every, it looked like every strip mall in Florida. Yeah, it looked like Adam Cole just walked into a shop, and there was Kyle O'Reilly rolling around on these mats. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, how do you see this? One? What's happening here? Oh, uh, it's hard to call this, apart from the fact they're going to kill each other. Uh. I think slightly Carl gets the upper hand. I see a non-finish. Mm, yeah, I could I could quite easily go with that as well. I, I don't think that I don't think that this needs to end yet. Um, no. I think that there are enough players in the various title pictures that Cole and O'Reilly don't need to get back involved in a title picture anywhere. Um, I don't see this as O'Reilly pinning Cole and sending Cole on his way to Mondays or Fridays. No. Uh, I think that uh, Strong and Fish are somehow involved. Uh, I, I see this as a non-finish, um, they have been very good so far building up to this. Um, they've, they've really done a good job of convincing us that these two hate each other and need to get their hands on each other. They're ready to tear each other apart. There's absolutely no reason for this to be over tomorrow. Now, to be honest, I can't actually see Adam Cole going anywhere apart from turning up in the odd Royal Rumble or whatever. But sure. I think he'll see his days out in NXT. He doesn't need oh. to go. He doesn't need to go up. No. Especially when he, he start getting crowds back into, into the, yeah. Uh, yeah, where, wherever it is there. I've said before, I would like to see Cole and O'Reilly and Strong and Fish spend the rest of their careers in NXT and they carry that sucker for the next however many years they've got left. You know, mm. they, they are the four horsemen of the NXT, just like the real four horsemen were the four horsemen of Jim Crockett promotions. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah. don't need to go anywhere. And even the horsemen, I mean, you even had uh, Ole turning on Rick and Arn and, and the gang back in the day. And eventually Ole came back around and when they turned on Dusty Road. So there's, there's still stories that can be told with these four NXT guys. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no reason. There's no reason for them to go anywhere. Yeah. 
my, my official call on this one, it is a non-finish. Neither one of them has their hands raised in victory. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to go Kyle O'Reilly. But okay. We'll with, we'll an iffy de- with an iffy, with an iffy, with an iffy decision rather than a the clean pin or anything. Okay. Um, the final match on night two, we've got the NXT Championship. Finn Balor is our champion versus Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross, who won the title at one point by beating Keith Lee, but had to relinquish the belt due to injury. Uh, Belt with Finn Balor than one. So this whole time, Balor has been carrying Cross's belt. This is Cross's chance to win it back. What do you think? Let's face it. How many people are actually going to be watching this for either Finn Balor or Carrying Cross? Scarlet's the main event draw. On this oh, one. definitely. <laughs> Scarlet is the main event talent. Yeah. Um. Finn retains, I think, just. <laughs> I'll keep on going, just. I think it's going to be a hard match, but I think Finn retains. This is going to be a great match. I think yeah. this, is, this is the sleeper match of um, of both the nights of any of NXT. Um, I expect Walter and Champa to be top-notch, physical and brutal. This one, though, Balor and Cross, to me, might be the sleeper match the best match of both nights. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Croft is going to win. Like I said, um, Scarlett's the main event talent. Uh, she's the top of the card any night of the week. And, you know, they had they had wanted to put it on Cross before. I mean, he beat Keith Lee when Keith Lee was as hot as Keith Lee could be. Yeah, that's and true. The only reason he gave it up was because he was injured. Yeah. You know? Which is yeah. kind of interesting in an ironic way. It's, a, it's kind of the same thing that happened when Finn Balor won the Universal Championship. He mm. had to give it up. Yeah. Um, the next night, you know, the night after, you know, Balor never got it back, I don't think. Uh, but I think here they uh, correct the problem that they had. Cross and Scarlet become the NXT champions. No argument from me on that one. Um, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> although I, I will, I will stick with saying, Balor by a disqualification. Okay, okay, that's fair. I think uh, if 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 Balor's gonna if Balor's gonna win it, it's gonna get Scarlet's gonna be up to something, and the referee's gonna catch it. That gives us a reason to have the match again later down the road. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So. There we have it. There are predictions for both nights of NXT and the NXT UK show. We mostly agree. We've got a couple of differences there. We will see how it turns out when we watch all of this great wrestling over the next few days. And speaking of watching wrestling, Glenn, what do you say we do that right now? Yeah, I was just thinking we've even got one where both of us could be wrong. Yeah, that's true. We do have one where both of us could be wrong. You know, well, we'll see how it goes. But uh, right. as, as you say, we've got some blinding tag team ma- wrestling to watch. So, absolutely, let's do that. We will be right back with our piece of business for this week. All right, it is time to watch a little wrestling with Jeremy and Glenn. We are going. To watch a tag team match, this was my pick, my, my 
week to pick the match, and you know I've just been so high on the pretty deadly as of late. I love tag team wrestling. I was in a tag team mood. To me, tag team wrestling is the best kind of wrestling. So uh, we are going to go back to 1993 in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. We're going to watch the Rock and Roll Express versus the Heavenly Bodies and an outstanding example of tag team wrestling. Uh, Glenn, are you ready? I'm ready. Just a little thing before we start is that... I will probably be putting the intros to this as a pre-recorded into the uh, audio version of this because it deserves to be heard. Yes. No, Dutch Mantel and Jim Cornette deserve to be heard at the start of this. You are correct. Uh, you know, you got guys like that that can talk. Uh, everybody should hear it. Yep. <laughs> Right then. All right. All right. I am ready. You are ready. ready? I say play. Everyone press play. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, 1993. Smoky Mountain uh, had a lot of great wrestling, you know, and a lot of it is available on YouTube. A lot of it is, I assume, maybe going to be on Peacock one of these days. It was on the network. We'll see what gets migrated over to Peacock. Um, here we have the one and only Jim Cornette in the ring with his men, Stan Lane and Dr. Tom Pritchard, the heavenly bodies. Tell me a little bit about Dr. Tom, Glenn. What, what is your What is your major impression of Dr. Tom? What do you get when you watch Dr. Tom? Um, I just like their heavenly bodies overall. No, they're um, more flamboyant version um, of the Midnights, really. Dr. Tom, I've not actually seen too much of them, but... uh, I've heard okay, more. Okay. I've I've heard more thanks to BTT than I've I've, I've yeah. watched with it. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Doctor Tom hmm. Tom Pritchard was always one of my favorite guys. I mean, he's just one of those guys that you know if he's in a match, um, whoever he's in a match with is going to look like a million bucks. Oh yeah, you know, he's so good. Hmm. Of course, now in this match, you've got, now you've got Ricky and Robert in there, so they don't need any help from Tom Pritchard. No. <laughs> already plenty over uh, even here in 1993 they are the current holders of the smoky mountain tag team championship this is a title match and uh there's a little bit of a drama in this match because it wasn't really supposed to be the heavenly bodies here it was supposed to be the rock and roll against somebody else yeah um and Dutch Mantel was alluding to it at the beginning in the in his, his promo he cut that Jim Cornette's actually nicked the heavenly bodies off of him. Yeah, and this was, you know, and, you know uh, in this match, it was supposed to be rock and roll against um, uh, Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden. All oh, right. To be the only Robert Fuller, you know, some may know as Colonel Robert Parker, 
uh, Jimmy Golden, who some may know as Bunkhouse Buck. Uh, but it was supposed to be them against the rock and roll here. Cornette did his uh, evil machinations as only he can, and he got his guys in this match instead. Mm. And like I say, there's that old Dutch there going, they weren't Cornette's guys, they were his guys, and Cornette stole them from him. Yeah, and Cornette, uh, Dutch is on commentary in this match. It's worth listening to with the actual audio to hear uh, Dutch uh, just tearing down the whole situation. Spit venom. <laughs> Spit venom yeah. is the word. <laughs> yeah, Dutch is so good on the just mic. Saw. Such a good talker. Just saw back then how really good Ricky Morton was with a hip toss. Yeah, yeah. How smooth and everything it was. With it, it, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys, all four of these guys were great. Mm. The great oh, he back drop his heart. <laughs> Don't see that very often. <laughs> back drop your own partner. <laughs> yeah. Heels take a powder, get out of the ring. Cornette calling for timeout. Heels regrouping here. This is the old Midnight Express gimmick. Getting out of yeah. the ring, trying to call call, uh, call timeout. Try to calm the crowd yeah. down, but that, of course that gets the crowd more fired up. I love watching Jim Cornette with these tennis rackets and spotting the ones that are gimmicked and the ones that aren't. You could tell the way he waves them about the ones that are gimmicked to the ones that aren't. And that one looks quite yeah. light, so that one's not gimmicked. Right, but, right, uh, right. <laughs> he's had a few that have had bit lead lining and bricks in them and sort of. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, sometimes he had to gimmick them just uh, not because they were going to get involved in the match. He had to gimmick them to uh, uh, keep the fans off of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, he tells the story that he had to drive around with a gun in his glove compartment in his car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now, there we've got Jimmy Golden. There we've got Robert Parker. Or, or, or Robert Fuller. Robert Fuller. So, so, this is our match. What's happened? That's right. They finally come. They, they go over to the announce desk. Hmm. They're complaining oh. that they had four flat tires on their car. How could that sort of thing happen? This, well, this went on for weeks. I remember yes. this. This actually went on for weeks afterwards. The, the, the thing between them. And the heavenly bodies and Jim Cornette over this, so they're saying that they were late, so they didn't deserve to be in the match. And right. mm. it's just good looking. I mean, this is you know, you know, say what you will about Cornette, he is always good about uh, uh, booking angles and booking for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time. Uh, this. <laughs> This is a title match, okay? So we've got Rock and Roll, the current champions. They've got the Heavenly Bodies in who were not supposed to be in the match in the first place. We'll see what happens as the match goes on. 1993 was a crazy, crazy year for these two teams. Yeah. This year, 1993, they wrestled a bunch of times in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They traded the titles back and forth. But... These two teams actually wrestled on a WCW pay-per-view and a WWF pay-per-view in the same year. <laughs> they 
wrestled at a WCW Super Brawl in 93, and they wrestled at Survivor Series in 93. Oh, right. I didn't know that. What a, what a crazy year for these guys. Yeah. And, you know, you know, say what you will about Jim Cornette. He got his top Smoky Mountain tag team. Tag teams on both of the major companies' pay-per-views in the same year. Oh yeah, I just wish he it put a handbrake on his mouth a bit and think about <laughs> because when you actually listen to the guy, you dig beneath all all, all the crap. <laughs> he actually his resting brain is second to none, and the stories he tells. But then. While you're listening to that, then he goes and says something totally, you know, <laughs> oh, I'll switch off now. Right, right. Yeah, you know, you kind of have to, you know, you have to pick and choose your moments with him, I guess. You know, if you're, <laughs> you want to learn about wrestling history or you want to learn how to book an angle, yeah. I mean, he's the guy you want to listen to for sure. Yeah, it's just a shame that he he, he he can't engage his brain before he opens his mouth. <laughs> he might be uh, he might be he might be somewhere on the autistic spectrum. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but uh, no. yeah, he still lacks a filter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and of course, yeah, yeah. you know the guy's a showman. He, he always has been from. For being a pimply youth when he first started managing with those good yeah. old grainy matches you see him in. Yeah, total showman from day one. And be, and when soon as people start reacting to some of his comments, and he's gonna play up on it even more. It's just that he's built in his nature. Yeah, nothing he can do about it. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's 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 carny, he's as carny as they come. You know, he's like he's like he's like Chris Jericho. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't believe half the things that Chris Jericho says he actually believes, but he gets reaction. That's right. Well, if we, uh, we proved that the other day by going on the broken skull. Right. <laughs> got everybody, he's got everybody whipped up into a frenzy AEW against WWE. And he goes, you know what? I'll go on that WWE show. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like the same. The Cornette and, and Jericho are the same. You know, yeah. They, they say they're in the wrestling business, and I don't care, you know, who they work for or whatever. Jericho is in the Chris Jericho business, just like Jim Cornette is in the Jim, Jim Cornette, Cornette business. That's right. And it's you know, it, it goes back from where they first started, where you had to be, you had to look after exactly. number one because nobody else was going to. Exactly. The promoters. Yeah. You had to out and get yourself over some way you know yeah. yeah you had you were working a card that a that a booker put together sure and you were gonna do the finish that the booker said was gonna be the finish but in the meantime you have to go out and get yourself over yeah and you said because you certainly couldn't rely on the bookers and promoters not to stitch right. you up <laughs> right. yeah now you listen to some of the stories that was you know from the likes of, of Bobby and people like that, there were no friends back then. It was just <laughs> every man for themselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Here, Paul. There, two count. <laughs> Blood vessel going. <laughs> I love this match. I mean, you can't yeah. get. You know, they, these these are tag teams at the top of their profession. You know? it, it, yeah, it, 
I'm Holgers is the old Midnight Express to- move there. And of course, this is classic rock and roll. Oh yeah, with yeah, Ricky, 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 Ricky taking that, Ricky taking the pummeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the hope spot. Come yeah. on, Ricky. Come on, Ricky. Hit the Robert. <laughs> the ironic thing is, is Robert. they were still they were still doing the same thing in early 2020. Not a big crowd on this one, but uh, they were fully behind the rock and roll here. Oh, there's the trip. Yeah, by nine, but by, by the early nineties, uh, Smoky Mountain, no, they weren't pulling the big crowds like they were back in the mid eight to mid to late eighties, were they? Oh, there's Mark Curtis. Oh, He's dead. Ref bump. <laughs> he took a good bump. Mm. He went flying. <laughs> well, he actually did train as a wrestler, didn't he? Yeah. Not Curtis. He was, I mean, he was around the business for a long yeah, time. Yeah. That's it. And wake him up. It's all right. This match really goes crazy here at this point. Here comes Killer Kyle. Boom! Wax Ricky Morton. Here comes Fuller. Here comes Golden. Things have broken Breaking down. down. <laughs> everybody's fighting that's, everybody. That, that must be in the wrestler's first aid manual that somebody's unconscious, pull them by the suspenders. <laughs> Or as we call them over here, braces. Yeah, y'all got weird names for things. Well, suspenders are what hold stockings up, as far as we're concerned. Well, so, it's a bit, so it sounds a bit strange when you call them suspenders. You know, like working around. <laughs> oh, Ricky's got a Robert. Uh, Ricky Morton has something in his hand yeah. there. Turn about being fair in all oh, and everything. Now, look who's coming in. Oh, no. Boom. <laughs> Beautiful Bobby eating out of nowhere. <laughs> the Jim Cornet <laughs> combination wins again. Right. Bobby Eaton, where'd he come from? Coulter. Coulter. Dirty Dutch Mantel can't believe it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jim Cornette has engineered a coup. He got his guys in the match when they weren't supposed to be. He got Bobby Eaton involved. Mm. His guys, the heavenly bodies, are walking away here as the new Smoky Mountain Drag Team Champion. Angle on top of Angle in that match. There's some business afterwards, some conversation. Cornette's proud of himself. Mm -hmm. Bobby Eaton there. Taking hands with Tom Pritchard. Yeah, we've got a bit of a promo here, I think. As is always yeah, with as is always with Jim Cornette. 
Oh, yeah. He's got to talk us out for sure. Uh, but just a out-of-nowhere situation. Nobody expected Bobby Eaton to show up. Bobby was still under contract with WCW, but mm-hmm. somehow, some way, Ornette got him to come in. They got permission to use him for uh, for a night here. And he was the deciding factor. Yeah, he done a he done a deal somewhere there. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it it was you know, like back in the day where you know he he got the Undertaker to turn up in the Smoky Mountains. You know, yeah, so he got this. Undertaker to show up and do a match. He got uh, he got Shawn Michaels to come in as yeah. a continental in and a he, defend against Lindell. Yeah, that's, you, know, you know he's. You know, say, what, say what you will, but he managed to uh, get some stuff done. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this Eaton deal was part of the deal where, you know, the the bodies and the rock and roll then were going to do the Super Brawl yeah. for WC. You know, some kind of deal there. Who knows? Um, yeah, he even had uh, he even had Arn come in and uh, do something in Smoke. Uh, never mind. Arn did ECW, not Smoky Mountain. But yeah, there's more business here now. Fuller and Jimmy Golden coming in saying is, that was our match. We were the ones that were supposed to face the rock and roll. Yeah, this is your guys. This is this is building up to a real com. If I remember rightly, from this is building up to a right convoluted feud. This between yeah, oh, these. Oh, it's broken <laughs> down again. Here we go. <laughs> 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 Even Dutch getting his licks in, yeah, and of course yeah. Jim's run away <laughs> as he does. So <laughs> there's a fighting starts. You know what I like about all these kind of run-ins on these type of wrestling shows? Nobody gets their music hit and then no, runs in. no, you don't advertise the fact that they... <laughs> yeah, you don't have to deal with the sound guy. Hey, I'm about to run in. No, just run in there. Well, that's a, that's what that's what makes it that's what makes it believable. You know they've right. they've got a grudge. They're not going to go and and say to somebody, "Can you queue up our music?" Because we're sure you hit my pyro. Yeah, because yeah, we're really mad at them. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go and beat them up, but we want we need our music first. Say what you will about Cornet, but he's going to have his guys run in with no music. And again, a situation where the baby faces lose the match, but who's standing tall in the ring to send the people home happy? It was the baby face. The rock and roll in the ring, having cleared out all of the competition. You give them the loss, but you send the people home happy. Yeah. I have a standing call at the end. So there it was. Rock and Roll Express, Heavenly Bodies, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, 1993. Two great tag teams. Uh, We hope you enjoyed that, everybody that wanted to, that managed to watch along with us. Glenn, we are uh, about to embark on an adventure here this week. My we friend. are. Um, a lot of wrestling and uh, face- some uh, face- run-in. Tell them about Saturday. Yeah, it's on Facebook, Twitter. And I can't, I can't remember. They're posted all over the place. Our, uh, we're showing our ugly mugs on the AWIP. That's right, yeah. We're doing Live a... And- Color. We're doing, uh, we're taking part in their 
WrestleMania prediction show. Doing it live and with video. God help us. That's right. <laughs> live and with video, you know, it's uh, literally anything can happen. I expect technical difficulties. I expect animal run-ins. Uh, <laughs> who absolutely knows what else. Probably with my luck, a hurricane. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's Saturday well, morning. Uh, yeah. Saturday morning. Um, uh, is it is 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock Eastern time. Eastern, nine o'clock central here in the U.S. Uh, sometime next week for uh, Glenn in the U.K. As we know, he lives in the future. Um, but that is happening on Saturday. We would appreciate everybody checking us out there. And uh, again, we appreciate AWIP for extending the hand to tag us in to help them out and predict WrestleMania. And that is happening on Saturday. And then on Sunday. We have our halftime extravaganza. Right. You We're, and I will be back. Just you and I as the tag yeah. team on Sunday. Yep, yeah, hiding behind the the wall again. <laughs> We're not gonna be doing that yeah. video. Um For Sunday so, we'll get together and we'll have we'll have watched the first night of WrestleMania. We'll reflect on that a little bit and yeah. we will talk about what we expect to happen on night two and we've so. got a very special match from world of sport that's a yeah uk versus the us well actually canada but i believe he was in the us by that time but i'm not going to tell you where it is yet You'll have okay to wait. there we go they're going to watch that match on our sunday show so uh, if y'all aren't sick of us yet, you're getting us again real real soon here. A few days from now, you can see us live and in person with the crew at AWIP and hear us again on our regular show on Sunday. So uh, I think that's probably about it, Glenn. Uh, what am I forgetting? Anything? Uh, no, no, not really. Um, just... Enjoy the wrestling, folks. There's going to be a lot of it. That's right. It's going to be a lot of it. You know, remember that it doesn't all have to be five-star classics. There's something out there for everybody. Enjoy it for what it is. I expect it to be a great week. Uh, we are living in a golden age. This is not the days of waiting months and months and months between big events. We're getting something all the time here in 2021. Uh, so enjoy it, appreciate it, and uh, we will see you all on Saturday. Saturday, hopefully. Glenn, it is time to say goodbye. Goodbye, all. <laughs>